Welcome to Austin and the A-Train. I'm Colleen. And I'm Don. And we have a special guest. <laughs> I like how you just made hands. This is, is this, an audio is this, like, is this an audio format? I was like, uh, are you are you gonna are you gonna introduce me or am I uh, supposed to introduce myself? <laughs> okay, well, this is my do you want to wait? Um, on the so special guest, Kelly Bogart. Yes. Okay. I don't know. Some some of our friends who come on, I'm just like, wait, what what name? Do you want me to use your full name? Or oh, I don't care. Or what? I'm like, okay, yeah. I figured you wouldn't care, but then I was like, ah, I didn't ask the question. Oh, no. Do you want like a cool intro? I should have asked that. Oh, I don't care. I just there's a chair. I was just letting you guys do it. <laughs> Kelly Bogart, for those of you who don't know, is basically a boss bitch or a boss babe, whatever you want to call her. She went to law school. She was a lawyer. Now she's going back to grad school to just nice. take over the world. I don't remember what your degree is. What is it in? Well, I dropped out, so nothing. Oh, else. well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's a baller move. Um, do you want this grad online? Do you want to yeah, I don't care. This? Yeah. Like, Listen, I was hanging out with terrible. literally my entire family this past weekend and everybody, like, how's school? And I'm like, I dropped out. They'd be like, all right, next. What else can we talk about? No, I feel like if you drop drop out of grad school, I feel like people are more chill about it. They're like, yeah, well, grad school's hard. Yeah, I also have a Juris Doctor degree, so I'm like... Yeah, I was going to say... It is. If I don't also have a master's, it's not the end of the world for me. Yeah. Two masters, exactly. two, like, post-grad, not post-grad, two post-bachelor degrees are, is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would argue that one post-bachelor whether it's a master's or a jd or an md is a lot yeah i, yeah. I think it's sufficient it's yeah i think it's enough <laughs> i think it's enough to like just kind of drop that casually yeah why not be like i have two degrees but like then it's really awkward i'll have moments where i'm trying to do a simple task like put together furniture and follow the instructions and if i have trouble i just shout i have two degrees and i can't do this <laughs> listen oh Ikea is not for the faint of heart. You're right. You're right. So the grad school that I go to is technically a part of the Ivies. Like, Ooh. which no. Okay. But if like, it's one of those things where like, if, if you're in it, you know, like, it's not like, it's just another name <laughs> for a school. Yeah. So anytime, like I do something really dumb or ditzy, which is a lot, I just go, I go to an Ivy League. <laughs> I go to an Ivy League school. It's like when you see what's the face, I think it's like a- Aaron, the, the guy, the the guy who went to Juilliard and but he plays like a chicken in Moana, Alan Tudjik. Right. Alan, Alan Tudjik. I couldn't remember how to say his name. Yeah, but it's like I just saw this one video where he made, was making the chicken sounds for Moana and he just goes, I went to Juilliard. <laughs> like, I mean, how else would you be you that good at making chicken sounds? Exactly. Like that chicken has a whole range of emotions. That's fair. Yeah, that's right. Hey, Juilliard level vocal education. There you hey, go. Hey, is the, hey, hey is the star of Moana. He really is. I mean, the Absolutely. plot just really does revolve around him. That was the funny part. He almost got eaten. He learned yeah. how to eat. He ate rocks. He went on a journey. Yeah, that was an emotional oh, roller, yeah, roller coaster with him specifically. Coaster. All right. Today we are talking about the 1995 ultimate camp girl boss movie yes in a good way not in a not girl boss in a really ugly bad ugly leggings way um <laughs> clueless which is the 1995 adaptation of emma into a very clearly loudly 1990s uh <laughs> high yeah. school beverly oh Hills my god sort of world. 
this was nostalgic for the 90s in such a way oh my god well something that i found really funny about the movie is it was made in 1995 but at the same time it looked you know how like stranger things is like a Mm -hmm. movie that's like based in the 80s about loving the 80s yeah so like they drop random things and for people to go oh the 80s like it it seems like that but it was actually made in 1995 that i actually had the same feeling yeah i had the same thought too i was uh, i was watching it with my husband well okay so he was like in the same room as me while I was watching it. And originally he was like, oh, I'm not going to pay attention to the movie. And he just kept like seeing what was happening in the movie or like overhearing something you feel or like hear like an actor, like he heard Paul Rudd. He heard, I forget the name of the guy, like the guy who plays the te- the debate teacher. Uh, no, I, yeah. I consider him Vizzini. Yes. Right. Uh, that guy, he overheard it. I forget what the actor's name is. I feel bad. Um, it's not my husband just goes yeah no and then my husband just goes wait he's in this i'm like yeah and then he heard the dad's voice too and he was like wait this guy's in it because like i I don't know what the the dad is in but um anyway so he was just like this guy's in it paul rudd is in this too oh my god and then all of a sudden (laughs) he like made popcorn and was like watching the movie with me yeah because it's a great movie it is a great movie you get sucked into it you can't help it you do like it is a very funny very campy movie but like it knows it's campy it was campy on purpose that was the whole point of it like Mm -hmm. if gaslight gatekeep girl boss was a thing at that time that's what Mm -hmm. that movie was like intended to be about except with like a heartfelt lovely ending exactly yeah i think i saw an interview with alicia silverstone who plays Cher, who is our emma character Mm -hmm. where she was like describing how like up until like like early 90s was all like grunge we're gonna wear like plaid flannel and like dirty because we're into alt rock now and Kurt Cobain and Nirvana and Cher was the first person to be like I'm a preppy girl who doesn't care and I think your flannels are ugly (laughs) yes Yes. I mean fair and she specifically said that she was like what is this like Seattle or something yeah flannel in the kitchen that was perfect Mm -hmm. oh wait did we come up with the guy's name because I have it now Oh, no, we didn't. I call him Vanzini. I do, too. Wallace Shawn. Ah, good job, Wallace Shawn. He's in everything. Yes. He Didn't he marry, didn't he officiate the wedding between Blair Waldorf and Chuck? I almost, on Gossip Girl? Maybe. Yeah, that I don't know off the top of my head. He, like, (laughs) officiated the wedding between um, Blair Blair Waldorf and Chuck on Gossip Girl. He uh he also scammed out Mrs. Maisel. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh that my god. Yeah, I remember that. And it's I one of those. He's on. He's like eternally fifty in my yes. brain. Yeah, I bet he was like one of those kids in school where you just saw him and you're like, you're a grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Just from age five. Yeah, like from age five, he just looks like a little adult. Yep. I bet he yeah. carried a briefcase to kindergarten. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he totally did. Oh my God. He's so right. He uh he said he liked like his favorite meal when he was eight was bagels and locks and like oh 100 percent Oh it was like oh, his, yeah. all penultimate breakfast was bagels and locks and then a uh, pastrami sandwich on rye, extra mustard. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold it, yeah. but like I can't have this after sir, after 3 p.m. Otherwise we'll get heartburn, like kind of thing. Right. He started drinking coffee black at like age seven. 
here. It's just like, and he's in it and everyone said, I'll stunt your growth. And he said, well, if I don't have this, I'll just murder everyone. Like, <laughs> That's right. What if and I now like how short he is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Oh, this is such a good movie. Mm-hmm. All right. So share. So to kind of just go over the plot a little bit. So the plot center was on Cher Horowitz, who is a penultimate, beautiful, popular, rich high school student whose dad is a lawyer. Her mom died in a routine liposuction procedure, as well as the beginning. Because she tried. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just love the beginning because she's like, I'm like every girl, and it's like when those celebrities try to like seem relatable. They're like, I'm just like you. I just live in a mansion. Oh yeah, no. Kim Kardashian wants to be Cher Horowitz. Oh, 100 percent. But with a fatter ass. Yeah. 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 Very true. Very true. Okay. So then Cher, in order to boost up her grades, she tries to set up her two teachers in order to get better grades and it works. Um, so then a new Respect. student came, Ty Frazier. And I think Ty moves from like Brooklyn. If she doesn't officially state it, it sounds like she moves from Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. she has the accent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then her, Cher and her best friend Dion decide to give Ty a makeover. They try to set her up with the... Pop, most popular boy in school who's not interested in her but ty has a crush on travis birkenstock who is the clumsy skater like nerd dude the last name is mm-hmm. so good <laughs> i didn't even realize it was like birkenstock <laughs> like <laughs> mm-hmm. all right share tries to get with something share tries to get share basically goes around setting people up reel it and drives around without a license throughout most of this which is terrifying to me (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then towards the end she like base she like puts a strain she strains the relationship to be her and and tie and we get the really and we get the infamous line you're a virgin who can't drive yes you're a virgin who can't drive the emotion in that scene just the both of them tearing up on oh yeah my husband was like, is this how girls fight? And I was like, yes. And then like two <laughs> yes. minutes later, they make up and they're like, oh my God, I'm like, so sorry. Oh my God, I'm like, so sorry. And it's actually such a heartfelt moment. But he's like, is this what being a teenage girl is like? Like this, this seems awful. Like this is actually the, mo- like, I feel like out of all the teen movies, this one got like the dialogue of high schoolers completely right. And the way teachers act where they're like, yes, you have an answer to my question. And then they're like, can I have a pass? Yep, sure. I think I also really, really like that when Ty first gets there, she's like, wow, you guys talk like grownups. <laughs> <laughs> I totally felt that because like I like specifically like working like for year for like three or four years, I worked in Queens. And so like the amount of like girls who like would like talk like talk like that and like be like, oh, my God, you sound so fancy. Like, right. <laughs> oh my god wait the film's director actually studied real beverly high school students okay um to understand how real teens in the 90s talked and learned some appropriate slang terms so that's why it feels so 90s because i feel like most of the time with teen movies you get adults obviously being teenagers but the dialogue is so clearly written by adults who've never talked to a child in their life (laughs) Even when they were children. Yeah, yeah, even when they were children, like they just hung out with the adult. Like at, at Thanksgiving, they like forced a seat at the adult's table. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like I think like the ultimate version of that was when like the uh, the debate teacher like was just like, okay, Travis, like congrats, you've gotten the most tardy. And he came up and he's like, oh, no, thanks. thanks. I didn't have a speech prepared. <laughs> he, like, oh my God. 
that moment was so funny because then he was like a lot of people contributed to my tardiness you know <laughs> my parents for never giving me a ride and mcdonald's the bus, the bus yeah. driver for taking a chance on a kid like me <laughs> mcdonald's for taking forever to make breakfast and i just love that so much because like whoever acknowledges why the slacker is like that or like whoever acknowledges like the reasons why somebody is tardy it's just like oh yeah like that probably is why a kid would be late to school or like even when he like they pass out the grades oscar speech if like travis tries to jump out the window oh my god yeah that was really good i loved when he was like can we save the suicide attempts until next period i was like jesus (laughs) but i feel like that's kind of what high school teachers like have to deal with where it's like 100 percent yes no, there are so many things that happened where I was like, oh, I thought that only kind of happened in my high school, but I'm glad that yeah, not the only yeah. bizarre place to go to high school. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was I also, yeah. like, I truly felt like a Ty, like, being like, wait, you guys got, you guys got, like, uh, like, when, t- when, like, Ty was, like, asking about, clearly asking about weed, and, like, they were like, yeah, we have Coca-Cola <laughs> in, the, in the cafeteria, and she's like, you guys got Coke? You have Coke? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was good. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, of course we have Coke. This is America. <laughs> <laughs> of course we have Coke. This is America. Why wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I think, like, what kind of draws people in is, like, Cher is both. She's not. She's, like, a really. She's a hyper-intelligent bimbo. Yes. Yeah, she's hyper-intelligent. She's a hyper-intelligent woman who talks like a valley girl. So when you. It's kind of like Summer from Rick and Morty. Where oh, at yeah. first you're like, oh, Summer's an idiot. Like. Because of the way she talks, she talks like this. But then she says stuff like, you can't just give a dog sentience and then take it away. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, snap, you just hit the nail on the head, Summer. All right. And I feel like Cher is kind of like that, where you yes. mostly discount what she says because she she cares so much about shopping and her clothes. And she has, like, an electronic closet. Like, what? But then she, like, says a lot of really intelligent stuff. And I love how that's when Paul Rudd's character, I don't know his name. I don't know the character's name. I just know it's Paul Rudd. Um, like well, that's what he only call him Paul Rudd. Rudd. We can't say yeah. his actual character. Yeah, name I don't remember it. It went in. It always goes in one ear and out the other. Well, the thing is, like, because we've been like researching Emma, I just think of him as Mister Knightley. So I'm just like, oh, Knightley. Also that. Yeah. Also that. Well, and it's like even her like the speech that she made at the beginning, where she was just like, "We just need to like redistribute the resources, just mm-hmm. like how I went into the kitchen and just rearranged the plates in the seating, and it was fine. We yeah. need to read so Congress just needs to go out of the kitchen and reallocate resources." I know, right? And, and it was like, the, yeah, that actually makes sense. Like your argument, solid. Al- that was a solid analogy. And I think the best part was at the end, like after she says something actually intelligent, she just like pulls the gum like. Oh out my of god! Her mouth. Yeah, like, she just like, like that. starts <laughs> with her gum, and it's like, oh yeah. god, so nasty. Pre-COVID time. Like, yeah. Is, oh god. Especially like, and it does not say ISVP on the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> it does. Oh my god, that that so many iconic lines from this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, it's weird for me too, as I've been binging Sabrina the Teenage Witch lately, and so the character Amber is in like the Sabrina Mm -hmm. college years as Morgan so I kept being like Morgan what are you doing here like yeah me too I'm like (laughs) you don't belong here you're not supposed to be here what are you doing but I love that she plays like a bitch in both (laughs) yeah well that's like a a 
Dion's boyfriend is Turk from Scrubs. I know. Oh, yeah, oh I my god. I love oh that. yeah, that was that was one of the things that like got my husband to watch it because he was just like, Turk is in this. Turk, what are you doing? <laughs> no, there's JD. Yeah. I'm thinking that they were in college too, because obvious adults playing teenagers is obvious. Except he had braces. He did have braces. I thought that's that true, was a good touch. True. That was a nice touch, yes. I mean, maybe he actually had braces in real life at that time. Maybe he know, did. But... Well, it helped. Either way, it helped. Yeah. So what's kind of interesting about this adaptation, like compared to like the historic text is like we have Emma's friends that are kind of so Emma's friends are like Miss Taylor who like ends up like and we just don't really see her again. Whereas we kind of see that happen in two ways with like Cher's best friend being Dion, who's already in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And then like but she also sets up her teachers. Mm. Right. Yeah, I thought that was really funny when she set up the teachers. Mm-hmm. I also just kept sitting there like trying to figure out how related to Emma the book it was it's kind of like when you watch 10 things I hate about you I blew a bunch of my coworkers' minds when I told them first that Clueless was based off of Emma by Jane Austen and then that 10 things I hate about you is based off the taming of the shrew like everyone's minds were blown which was really funny to me because I'm like wait I thought that was like a selling point for some of these movies yeah, well, I have loved Clueless for years and years, and I never knew that until, like, uh, you asked me to come on the podcast because, you you know, you're uh, saying, like, oh, we could do the Emma and then Clueless. I'm like, why would you talk about Clueless <laughs> on your podcast? Like, yeah, yeah, well, it's like, like, like yeah. Cher and Emma, because, like, Emma very much is, like, the character Emma that Jane Austen wrote is, like, she's very sociable. She she is the it girl that everyone knows. And like she, she's got the connection, she's got the money and she can do whatever she want. And she knows right. she can do whatever she want. And people like around Jane Austen's time, like kind of hated her for it because wait, it's like, who, Emma? what, wait, wait, what? I'm sorry. I missed part of that. Oh, um, a lot of people, the reception of Emma as a character, a lot of people disliked her when it, the book was first published. No, they didn't. We talked about that at one point. No, they really liked it. A lot of people liked Emma. Okay. Maybe not the character, but they like the book, I guess. That's that's what's confusing when you name the book after the character. You're like, what are you talking about? They loved Emma, but like maybe that was the book. And then well, like Jane it. Austen like famously wrote, No one's gonna like no one's gonna like this character except for me. And I don't <laughs> care. That's valid. Well, that would make sense too, because in the beginning of Clueless, they even mention shares as like the reason she's friends with Dion, besides both being named after famous singers. Who um, end up because- now on into- who are now on infomercials. Oh my God. <laughs> right, exactly. And that but she says it's because Dion knows also knows what it's like to have everybody be jealous of her. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. kind of the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like what yeah. And so in that way, like too, like Cher is like unabashedly like hyper fem- like as we mentioned like the hyper feminine like the plat yellow plaid Chanel suit like gold Halloween costume one day yeah. gonna happen Ooh, yes yes takes a lot of guts to pull off a yellow plaid mini skirt suit and it's with a, blonde a, hair oh, and with blonde yeah. hair and with it's pleats like it's a lot yes. going on <laughs> it's a bold look I find <laughs> the story of how Clueless came up which I just like found it part of an article I think about it um so the reason why what's her face heckler I think Amy heckler Amy heckler yeah the reason why she wrote it was because like 20 20th century fox came to her and they were like we want you to do something about teenagers and she was like I'm so tired of doing stuff about teenagers but I want money so okay and they were like we want you to do something about the in crowd 
And then she was like, okay, I, okay, I can do it if I can make fun of them. And so originally it was like a pilot for a TV show about this girl who was like always happy no matter what. And like, she got really into the character and then they passed on it. And so she got like really frustrated. And um, basically she ended up switching agents and then she showed her new agent, her the old script for the TV show. And that he was like, no, 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 this is too good for TV. You need to make this into a movie. Remember the nineties when things were too good for TV. <laughs> right. Oh my God. And now it's the other way around, but this is too good to be just a movie. Well, yeah. In defense of that, like TV was like, now that TV is becoming this long format, like Mandalorian kind of style, mm-hmm. like I know it's, there's others like, or like Stranger, I think Stranger Things was really what kicked it off kind of. Like it can now finally like be this long, whereas like movie is like, yeah. oh, even yeah. before, that, even with like Mad Men and things like that, like that yeah. was really the yeah. origin of like golden era of television, I think was, you know, I mean, I was a TV major, yeah. so I won't get too into it because I'll. Oh, that's true. Talking. <laughs> I will never stop speaking. So <laughs> I just I, I noticed the turn. I personally noticed the turn around like when Stranger Things came out. Like Yeah. Yeah, everything needs stepping to. stone though. Yeah, that's, that's true. I always want to like Mad Men, but every time I try to watch it, I just get really bored. Yeah. I, yeah. It's like I feel like it's like like eating broccoli or like spinach. <laughs> you like, know you should. Where but... it's like I should like this right everybody says this is a good show but like whenever I go to watch it I'm just like oh my god I feel so bad for this you know straight white male who is so repressed quote unquote in the 60s yeah <laughs> like try to make me feel bad for this mm, and, and he's also rich don't forget about that yeah I feel so bad for this guy poor him I think uh, I mostly loves the fashion like Oh, yeah, the I was fashion gonna say, awesome. I think yeah. most people watch it for the aesthetic, which yeah, that's that's I really completely good. understand. Like that would be another time period where you could probably pull off a yellow plaid skirt with pleats. I'm just saying, yes, 100%. that would be a Jackie O look. It would absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff though. Yeah, Mona May, what a costume designer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> even like here's the thing is like Dion also had like she had like a red similar suit and yes. she wore this like ridiculous hat. <laughs> oh, I love this. Yes. And it like worked. Like if it you did. were that hat, it would be like, that is disgusting. What the hell are you doing? And then it was like on Dion, like, it works though. I'm I'm angry about it, but I also respect it so heavily. I'm like, this should not work and this is ridiculous, but good for you. Somehow she made it work. <laughs> Me it's too. almost like Lady Gaga moments where it's like, why yes. does this work? This should not work. I yeah. love it. Keep doing you. <laughs> like yes. keep doing you. Uh, Although what I think is like, I love Dion and her boyfriend Turk I again mm-hmm. in my I've seen the I've watched the movie like I don't know. four times I don't and know I just know her boyfriend is Turk they had like these like stereotypical like fights between like teenage couples that were mm-hmm. also like all of a sudden got very like feminist and, like, yeah, and oh my god just, oh. like she was just like I hate how you call me woman and he was just like I well I have to keep my woman. street cred and even though I respect you like here's how I respect you mm-hmm. in other ways yeah, please oh allow me God. to keep my street cred in front of this specific group of people. Yeah, and, did, and he like, said oh. something like specifically about misogyny too, and I was like, yeah, yeah. so I'm impressed. Like, oh my God. <laughs> that's what see, that's what I love about like '90s rom coms is like they just randomly drop those bombs and then like leave. Like oh, ten yeah. things I hate about you did that so many times. Like there, she has like that fight with I forget what her name is. Um, the the main character she like has that fight with the English teacher about like only reading stuff written by like 
white men from like a billion years ago. <laughs> and then he just goes, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, we have one woman on the syllabus. Do you see any people of color? And then it's just like, oh, snap. That was, that was think, too real, but oh my God. Oh, especially when he was just like, yes, you met, yes, you're so suppressed, you poor woman, and you in the white, in like middle, yeah. upper middle class suburbia. Like, yes. I was like, yes, teacher, you go, man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think that's what I liked about Emma and what I also like about Clueless is that she's fully aware that she is in a very good position in life. Oh, yeah. Like, she's not, like, a jerk about, like, she's not Regina George. She's, like, Regina George, but, like, if Regina George George wasn't, like, a sociopath. Well, I think she's not totally aware, like, until later on. Like, especially yeah. when she starts donating all Yeah, that and then she's, it. like, yeah, I feel like, and then she she's, like, oh, wait, I can, like, actually help people. Right. And like, I think I, yeah. It's, like, also she has wealth and she's just like everyone should have as much like many nice things as I own like yeah. it's not like, like oh you can't afford a Chanel purse it's just like oh have one of my Chanel purses because my daddy yeah. will just get me another one yeah like, you should she's have like this best, she's like the best type of rich person because nobody likes a stingy rich person or somebody <laughs> yes. who like makes you feel bad mm-hmm. but like a generous rich person who's just like oh I'm sorry did you want what do you want another purse I have one in a different color did you want that instead <laughs> It's just like, yes, you're so nice. Oh, my God. Speaking of, though, I am obsessed with her dad. Like, oh, my God. So, oh, my God. Yeah, I love her dad. Yeah. And it's just one of those. He's like, he can't take care of himself because like, oh, I love how he says. So he gets paid $200 an hour to argue with people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And like, I really just love that she was taking care of him the whole time. Like, daddy, you can't eat that. Like, you know, all that kind yeah, of stuff. And then, so cute. and then at the end, he said that, like, who else would be taking care of me? You obviously care about other people. And I was like, what a good dad. I know. Oh. Oh, I, love, <laughs> I love stories about, like, single parents who are actually, like, functional and, like, they have a good relationship with their kid. It's not like, oh. Yeah, and even Paul parent. Rudd's character yeah. was like, he's the only one who cares about me. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I can't leave and- your dad. In like that, he has this line at the beginning, which I thought was really great, where it's like, where Sharon was just like, oh, but you divorced his mom like years ago. And it's like, you divorce, you divorce the wife, not the kid. Oh, that yeah. was awesome. I, I was, was like, like oh. can I stand up and applaud? Is that weird to do alone? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I really <laughs> wanted to do that too. I always re- love that line so much because he's a, he's a good dad, even though he works a lot. And I thought that was really sweet. And I, I just, I love when there's like a good relation, like father daughter relationship, just in general. Because it's like, oh, thank God, and it's not, not weird. another thing about yeah, not another yeah. thing about daddy issues. Thank God. But I also yep. love when it's like a single parent because I feel like a lot of times single parents can be played as a tragedy. Oh, always, yeah, all the time. Like, and that's what really sucks about it. Uh, and I feel like because single like dads too. Yeah, like, single dads never really get featured. It's mm-hmm. like this movie. Um, Steven Universe and um or Mr. Mom the original Dustin Hoffman oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and even then that was like revolutionary like people the joke was like haha Mr. Mom and he was just like no I want to take care of my kid yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. sorry I'm being a parent regardless of my gender yeah <laughs> like what 
but I, th- I think my favorite part about the dad is there were so many heartwarming moments and there were also just like these, I laugh, at least for me, laugh out loud, like <laughs> yeah. just ruthless just moments where like Ty was sitting in the chair and, you know, and Cher's like, oh, this is my friend Ty. And he goes, get out of my seat. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> that was so funny. Like also, so I was watching my husband and he's a lawyer. And so uh, he kept saying, he was like, that's not what it's like to be a lawyer. I was like, okay, okay. But my dad was a lawyer. Um, and I'm like, okay, but this nailed, this may not have nailed like being a lawyer and what it's like to have like a lawyer in the family or whatever, but it did nail having a parent who's a lawyer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where like, if you're like, I don't know if I can argue my way out of this one, they're just like, impossible. What is the issue? And we will find a way to argue about it. Right. I was like, that is a mood. I also Also, this is why I'm like this. (laughs) literally this is why I am like this but I also think there was some accuracy to like being a lawyer in that like because I don't think he worked for a major firm I think he was a like a solo practitioner to a certain extent or he was a like a partner and -hmm. so then he was able to bring most of his work home and kind of work from work from home before that was a thing that's true yeah oh yeah that would make more sense I guess yeah at least I think so because I mean that was my I mean I was a legal aid attorney but I feel like that was kind of my experience with working from home is just constantly going through paperwork like on my couch like (laughs) you know yeah from my understanding like because she said at the beginning like oh he's one of the best litigators Mm -hmm. in like the county so like my from Edmonton was like either it was like yeah he must have been a partner and I think like once lawyers like hit like the I've been a lawyer for 25 years and I'm a partner like they can just take the stack of paperwork home exactly yeah because to a certain extent tell them no yeah yeah (laughs) yeah what are you gonna do when you're making the firm like millions of dollars every year what are they gonna do say no you can't do your work at home Mm -hmm. oh yeah oh and one more i just want to bring up this other line that actually made me cackle was when i think christian is that guy's name that Cher temporarily falls in love with okay Mm -hmm. so he comes in and he says something about like just because sammy davis jr died doesn't mean there's an opening in the rat pack or something like that it was something i might have i think i missed this like messed up the line but it was something like that and then he follows it up with you know i got a 45 and a shovel if you don't bring her home i know such a dad line oh my god classic also i like the way Christian was acting, like, yeah, like my husband kept saying, he was like, there's no way somebody would act like that with a dad. And I'm like, oh, you'd be surprised. I don't, I don't know, man. Um, because Girl. he was just so casual and everything. Oh, yeah. Too mm-hmm. casual. Yeah, like way <laughs> too casual. Like, honestly, I, w- I was sitting there and I-, I remember when I first watched it. So when I first watched the movie, it was, it was still on Netflix. <sighs> R.I.P. Those were the days before mm-hmm. all these streaming services and then I had to watch it on Amazon for this but when it was on Netflix the reason I watched it was because I went to visit my aunt and my aunt was like wait we were going through like basically 80s 90s movies that I needed to watch because apparently I haven't watched enough and so like we watched 16 candles together and she was like you need to watch Clueless you haven't watched Clueless you need to watch Clueless and I was like <laughs> oh, okay yeah sure and so I think I watched it on my phone because it was before like smart TVs or like big computer monitors were really in my house. So I would just like watched it on my phone because I had the Netflix app and it just kind of, but just, I was like, oh, this is not an ideal way to watch a movie, but this is a good movie and I'm glad I'm watching it. Yeah. There's no bad way to watch Clueless. You, exactly. you know, just, just too good of a movie. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's 
it's just beautiful is what it is. Although I did try to have um, my team in college, I tried to have like everybody watch it and we got like five minutes in and they were like, I don't get it. What is this? And I was like, okay, you know what? If we're five minutes in and you're not like completely sucked in, then I'm just turning this off. Goodbye. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) It's like, it's like camp. Like, like, I just think of like to that scene when like Cher and Josh are like trying to watch TV and Cher decides to watch Beavis and Butthead. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like Josh is putting on CNN. It's like, it's perfect. Yeah. And it's like, even this, like, you know, like Hoity Toity is just like, I need to watch a really dumb cartoon right now. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. I also love that, like, when they show the Bosnia conflict and she's like, I thought they had peace in the Middle East. (laughs) It's like, wow. Oh, honey. (laughs) Little off. Oh, honey. (laughs) But that's why it's so good. Yeah, exactly. I also love how it, so apparently it became similar to Emma by accident at first, where the writer... I was like, what's the larger context of a girl who's like, nothing can go wrong and kind of looks at the world through rose-colored glasses? And then she was like, oh, wait, I read Emma once by Jane Austen. And so she reread it and she was like, oh my God, I, I updated Emma, apparently. Oops. And then she just kind of <laughs> leaned into it. So I feel I, what I love about Clueless is you can love it if you haven't read Emma, but if you watch it after reading Emma, you're like, oh my God this is from the book. Oh my God. This is a reference to the book. And it's like, it's great. I love the death. I love that. I love stuff like that. I gotta go back and read Emma. It's a, it's a good book. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, too, is like, there's like, there's like little stuff where it's like the, like Cher feels like she has to take care of her dad, which is a lot on like a 16 year old girl. And, yeah. like, Emma, too, like, has to take care of her father. And, like, we've talked a lot about that on this podcast, like, their father-daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those, like, I actually, um, so for those that don't know, like, I actually lost parents at a very young age. So it's one of those, like, seeing, like, kind of seeing, like, the mask, like, kind of, like, share masking being, like, I'm just going to fix other people because that's always what I do. And it's, like, you're you're 17. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then you're, like, oh, my God. Is that why I'm like this? Because it's easier to focus on other people's problems than your own oh, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And well, I also I think- love, like, too, because, like, in it, like, Emma kind of has these, like, three boyfriends, too, or, like, where suitors. she... Yeah, she has, like, yeah. three suitors because she tries to set up Mr... In, in the book, it's Mr. Elton and Harriet, who ends up being Thai. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously it's Elton, like... Oh, yeah, and, and Mr. Elton is such a tool, just, like, this Elton was also a tool. I love how he, he was looks- a bigger tool. Okay, like- okay. So go go on this journey with me. You're in high school, <laughs> and there's up. this one guy who plays guitar. He plays like four chords, maybe three Wonderful. chords, and he's like, mm-hmm. "I'm gonna go to this open mic night, and I'm gonna sing a song I wrote. Everybody should come." And then they get on the loudspeaker and like announce it to everybody because they're that person. The guy who played Elton looked exactly like that kind of guy, where it's just oh, like, yeah. wow, you would go to an open mic night even the, at a bar, even though your friends can't drink and like drag them all there so they can hear the stupid song you wrote. And it's definitely not even good. And it's oh, and not it's, even a good song. He does a uh, like an OK cover of slow of slow dancing in a burning room by John Mayer. Me. <laughs> yes. <Always laughs> if John you're Mayer. lucky. <laughs> it's always John Mayer. Oh. And uh, it's always like that song. Like, yes. And it's one of those that used to be such a good song up until every other guitar guy. And then, like, uh, until the Elton anyway, of the world. Yeah. Here's Wonderwall. 
Uh, yeah, but that that's that was the guy who played Elton. I do not know what else he is in, but that is who. But it's also like you can understand like the pull of like a high school crush, like being sixteen and being like this is the epitome of attractiveness. Like, yeah. How old is Emma supposed to be? In the book, she's twenty one. Okay, got it. Yeah, and then it, um, Mr. Knightley, who is Paul Rudd's thirty six. Yeah. Which I will say, I mean, like it's an icky age gap, but like at least she was twenty one. So like even by today's standards, it's like okay, you guys being together, that's that's okay. A little weird, but like okay, whatever. It's it's legal. Nothing happened before. Nothing. Yeah. If you're into it, we're into it. Go for it. I guess. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) You're both adults, which is the important part. Cause that's that's normally what we do for our chamber pot award of like something that didn't age well. Like, ooh, that uh, that age. Oh, gap. I love that a chamber pot award. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it's <laughs> one incredible. of those like it served its purpose back then. We uh-huh. we can keep it in the past. The world was like, different. That's done. Yeah, we could dump that out of the chamber pot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't need chamber pots anymore. It's it's Mm-mm. fine. That's yeah. awesome. Unless you're like actually like in a hospital or situation like that but yeah well then yeah, yeah i think it's called then it's a else. bedpan it's not <laughs> i was gonna say oh right <laughs> thank you for Bye. coming to our medical podcast <laughs> we're all not experts but yeah. we will talk no. about it anyway <laughs> is any podcaster really an expert maybe like one but i don't know who it maybe. is i think that's like the final revelation when the world ends is like who was the only podcaster who actually knew what they were talking about <laughs> I it's wanna, no like, one it's no one it's Again, actually no one it's just a blank screen yeah i'm just very happy that like the i'm a i'm a i'm like a very i'm like a straight right woman drinking wine analyzing this case about like this horrible murder and exploiting it like because i totally know i totally know it even though this case has been unsolved for 30 years yeah. <laughs> well then i have the answer though Yes. I, I googled it once. White woman with I'm, podcast. I'm going to giggle about how this poor victim was desecrated the, while her family probably listens to me and has to relive oh. that experience. Cool. Like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Yeah. It's just one of the, I'm very happy that that trend is very much declining. Yeah, there's still like, you know, two or three major ones around, but they seem, the ones that stuck around seem to have gotten a touch more respectful, which is. Yeah, well, like then there, it was more like the ones that were like, the ones that were like, I'm going to exploit everything have like gone away. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. They finally like kind of got the backlash they deserved, like. Because, I mean, there is, like, I think there were one or two cases where that actually the podcast did help. But, again, that's, like, the very rare case. Yes. I also like the fact, this is, like, a weird, like, thing. I like the fact that they called the, uh, like, the girls, like, oh, she was a Betty. Like, like mm-hmm. Veronica's and Betty. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh... yeah, yeah. That took me a minute. <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you Yeah, that about? took me a minute even when I was watching. I was like, what, what's up, Betty? Uh... Oh, I was obsessed with Archie Comics for a while. <clears throat> Oh, I was too, but for some reason it didn't translate in my brain. I was like, yes, Betty, correct, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. It's like when they like throw a reference in on Gilmore Girls from like the 60s and you're like, ah, yes, I know what that is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they start context clues. Yes. Yeah, they start <laughs> quoting like Buddy, ah. Holiday, Buddy Holly songs and you're like, what? You're like, <laughs> I know what that is. Don't worry. I totally Everyone. know what that is. And it was definitely meant for my age bracket watching the show. Yep. Everyone <laughs> ask about 
this specifically to me and I will for sure give you an answer. There you go. <laughs> I know what it is. But for the people out there who don't know what it is, could you explain the reference, <laughs> right. please? Thank you. <laughs> and I'm like Googling in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I think like, so we often talk about like modernizing Emma. And I think one of the ones where it's like, so in the book, Emma, we find out that actually this person where like, we think he's great because we've always heard these letters about how wonderful this person is, uh, Frank Churchill, and he turns mm-hmm. out to be a total dick. I like the fact that this yeah. totally flipped it where it's like the one guy that Cher was attracted to turned out to be gay. <laughs> yeah. I also love that. Like, even though to like prove the point, everyone's like, he's a cake boy. He's a friend of Dorothy. It's just like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. We're throwing around a lot of gay stereotypes and uh, okay this is a lot this was the 90s but this is a lot but then like nobody ever like makes a problem out of it no which I thought was good I was a little scared that yeah like yeah frame it as a negative that he was gay but they were just kind of like yeah who cares it's just what he is but like yeah she's not gonna like you yeah Yeah. (laughs) and she was just kind of like oh beans he's gay (laughs) that's also where i learned a lot of old terms for like a gay man like friend of dorothy like a new friend of dorothy because of what was it i think it's like an episode of the it crowd but i didn't know any of the other ones so i was less like oh okay all right this is this is a lot um, well, the other one that like kind of I was like whoa I forgot the 90s was like this was they threw around the like a heart you know the r word a lot and I was like oh yeah oops. oh my god <laughs> like, they oh, do no. that. I'm like oh all right this is the 90s like every time I was like oh no oh, <laughs> oh yeah I like did a little like I like physically cringed when that happens yeah. like, but then at like, the same time it's like that's totally how teenagers talk so it's like I'll, I'll allow it but also but like We'll pretend it's a period piece. Yeah, it it is. Is it not a period? (laughs) No, it is a a period piece. I know. But I mean, in terms of like that uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that's actually when they started to change the names of disabilities when it classified special ed. Yeah, that's true. It was like because people were using that word so much, like they physically changed. They just went back in and were like, we're just going to rename this because this is yeah too bad it's gone I feel too like far they're gonna do that at some point with like anxiety and OCD like I hate when people because I have anxiety and OCD tendencies um like I hate when people are like oh my god I'm so OCD I need to have this organized it's like yeah um would you like the checklist for symptoms to find out if you have it and or, like don't. anxiety and then like people or like people throw around like anxiety a lot and it's like okay but like are you just anxious or do you have anxiety? Let's get a new term. I feel like once something becomes slang, they're like, all right, we need a new term. I guess I would rather like be called anal. Like I'd rather be just people just being like, I'm so anal, even though that's like disgusting. Like, <laughs> I'm such a I'm butthole. So butthole. Like, I'm why? so butthole. Oh my God. <laughs> I have to organize <laughs> everything. Like what a butthole. What a butt. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, teenagers are the worst though the script kind of confirmed that i'm like wow was, especially because claire keeps saying like not claire uh share share uh, i always want to call her claire kept, in my i know head. right I know why like share just kept talking about like searching for a boy in high school is like searching for meaning in a Polly shore movie i don't know what a Polly shore meaning movie is but i imagine they're very superficial yes i'm i thought like maybe like a lifetime you know like a lifetime yeah. christmas movie or something mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> 
Oh but God, I could be wrong. Maybe they're be. very deep and we're just maybe ignorant. <laughs> maybe. No, or it could true. just that's be like possible. this where like it knows it's camp and it doesn't care. True. Could I feel that. like that's what all the Hallmark movies are, where it's just like we're trash, but we know you're going to watch it. And I do. They're right. And I will. That's true. Mm-hmm. I won't pay to watch it, but I will watch it. Back. If it's on Netflix or something. Yeah, I'm watching yeah. it. Yeah, I don't care. I oh my god, especially around Christmas season. Like, oh, I have you have to. It's I a want rule. My cheese. Mm-hmm. You have to yep. believe in love again. Exactly. It's like just like Murray and Dion. Just like, <laughs> oh I love. I love their relationship so much because they're just like, like. I feel like we all know people like that where they like bicker back and forth, but then when, like when nobody's watching, they're just like, "Hey, I got you a snack because I know you were a little grumpy before." Mm-hmm. Here you go. I made you your favorite cup of tea because you seem stressed out. Oh, thanks. And then they like lose it on each other in public. <laughs> yeah, but like it's a joke. But like, is she really mad or fake mad? That's the question. Oh, they're fake mad. They're doing it for yeah, attention. No, no, no. That's yeah. how they love. That's that's how they show love. Is they constantly their argue love with each language. Other. Yeah, their love language is being fake mad and like I dramatic think- for to keep things exciting <laughs> as yeah. you know because teenage relationships are so boring if you don't add in fake drama <laughs> no hey, like to the fact that like he was like clearly like trying to be like look like a like a oh, hip-hop star <laughs> like, yes. was, like, oh my god too with much braces. of a yeah with braces <laughs> like he was with so braces. scrawny like oh my god and when he shaves his head oh that scene is so good and then she was like yeah, Dion locked herself in the bathroom at the last party, too. And it's like, oh, yeah, cool. every time. Sick. <laughs> Normal. Oh, my God. And then, oh, my God. What's another good scene? Oh, yeah. So in the book, Emma, um, Mr. Elton, the, Emma is trying to, like, push Mr. Elton and Harriet together. Right. And then they're mm-hmm. at a party similar to, like, in Clueless. And Elton is with like, the oh, place. yeah. And yeah. Rolling with the homies. <laughs> Yeah. And then um, Emma's like, oh, like Harriet's not there in the book. And so originally Mr. Elton is like super upset. And then all of a sudden is like, oh, well, never mind. You know, it's better this way. It's all good, guys. And then he ends up like he goes in the carriage with Emma or something or takes the carriage with her or something like that. um, And like proposes to her because, you know, back in those days. You just yeah, you proposed. Wouldn't, you wouldn't try to do a makeout sesh. You'd be like immediate exactly. marriage. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you in marriage, yeah, sin. Yeah. Exactly. Other and like he basically gives the same speech that Elton does, where he's like, "No, me and Harriet, we don't make any sense, but you and me, we make a lot of sense." And Emma's like, "Absolutely not. Get out." Or, no, no, I think she says, "Get out." She's like, "As, as yeah." If. She's basically like, "As if." Um. So I like how they that translated to a makeout sesh where she's like, nope. And he's like, all right, um, you can go then. No, wait, does she get out of the car or does he kick her out? I can't remember. She got out of the car and okay. then he was like, get in. And then she started walking away and he's like, fine, bye. And she's like, oh, whoa, hold on. I didn't <laughs> oh, actually crap. think you'd leave me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> can you imagine after a date with a guy that he just abandons you and then you get bugged? I mean... I've never been mugged, but, like, I've kind of been abandoned before, so. Aww. <laughs> Aww. I was also going to say, like, I've definitely been abandoned before. Like, <laughs> yeah. Aww. So, I was, you know, that's. But have you That's for another mugged? podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's for my I'm Forever Alone podcast, which is going to be. Aww. Going to be a good one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Well, I think also Clueless probably, even though like, you know, immediate marriage proposal was supposedly like Mm -hmm. thing at that time. I bet you there were like men who would try to do the rando makeout sesh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and I bet that's like Clueless is probably a more accurate accurate representation of like, get off of me. Yeah. Get off of me. Oh yeah. That was the part where hubby was like, is he gonna force himself on her? I'm like, no, 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 no. This is that's too dramatic for this part of this for, for this type of movie. But PG thirteen, um, not R. Yeah, like PG thirteen. Um, but wait till you see what she does. She just gets out of the car. He's like, oh, whew, thought this was gonna go in a bad direction. Well, and like that is the point where realistically, back in like the 1800s, there were definitely like men that would like do like the makeout sesh, but like they yeah. could never be portrayed in fiction. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, exactly. yeah. Like everybody knew what that meant. <clears throat> Everyone knows. Well, it's like there's like this phenomenon that we've talked about where um, Jane Austen doesn't really give a lot of physical descriptions except for the fact that Mr. Darcy is tall. He's very tall. Mr. Darcy is tall, which just basically alludes to... um, We're pretty sure it means he's got a big package. He has a very big package, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, horny Jane Austen was horny. (laughs) But like the most subtle horny of all. Yeah, exactly. exactly. He was tall. Wink, he wink, was wink, 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 tall. Wink. <laughs> eyebrows, eyebrows. And everyone's like, "Are you okay? Like, why do you? Keep Are you me? good? No, <laughs> I am not. I think it would be great if she was like, "Yeah, he was very tall," and everyone's like, "Oh, he was like over six foot." She's like, "No, no, <laughs> no." Honestly, if I could time travel, Jane Austen is a person I would love to hang out with. I feel like she'd be she'd just have a lot of fun stories. I wonder. Either yeah. that or she'd be like, ew, who are you? Ew, <laughs> who are you? I mean, probably like that at first. And then I'd be like, look into my soul and write a book about me. Look into my soul. And she'd no, be I like, know. I already did. It's called Emma. <laughs> Bye. So like kind of like going back to Ty like who is our like Harriet character so in the book like Harriet is very much just like she's not that she's not like good at riddles like she's kind of not the brightest and she's just like very like low standing like she's she's um she's a bastard child or an illegitimate child okay is being good at riddles like an indication of intelligence at that time was it like yeah that was a way for her to show yeah This person is bad at riddles. (laughs) Yeah, there was this, like, whole thing where, like, he, like, the Mr. Elton, like, drops off, like, oh, I want a courtship. I want to date you. And, like, she didn't get it. Like, and she was starting to Because it, it, like, I mentioned something about, like, a house on the sea. And she was like, it must be a mermaid. And it's like, Harriet, stop. No. (laughs) A mermaid? An octopus? (laughs) And Emma's like, no, Harriet. A ship. A ship. Court (laughs) ship. Harriet. Oh my god! Like Harriet's not like stupid, but she's uh, she's the the brightest bulb in (laughs) yeah. It's like in the stack, yeah. (laughs) And it's like she's she's, like very dramatic. She's just like everything reminds me of this almost relationship. Like oh my god! Oh, so we all know. So that has never changed in the human experience. Yeah, I know. So fun. That's what's so fun to like talk about on this podcast. We're like, how are some things just so universal? There's always that girl who's like, oh, I remember when I almost married the prince of, you know, whatever. And it's like, you did? And, and you're like, tell me the story. She's like, yeah, I was at this bar and he was at that bar three days later. And you're like, okay. <laughs> exactly. You're like, uh, uh, all right. But okay. also 
mood because sometimes when you crash hard like you crush hard you crush real hard you're like we were hanging out and he almost put his hand around me and he almost put his arm around this other person because there were three of us on the couch and we were all hanging out and it was cold like one time I so was into this guy and he looked at me (laughs) so I'm just saying (laughs) we had eye contact we almost got married that day that's all I'm saying what is it from Bob's Burgers where like Tina is who's the teenage girl she's just like so horned up and she's like oh we have some prolonged eye contact (laughs) I need to get detention so I can hang out with this boy more (laughs) it's like Tina no Tina why oh yeah that is one of the horniest characters on television oh oh my god (laughs) so So funny funny story is so I was kind of I've mentioned this before I was very much like kind of an outcast like in my high school which like is like whatever now but um, (laughs) so there was this one person and originally started looking at him because he reminded me of the character who looks like who is in um Sweeney Todd who's like the who's obsessed with Joanna I forget his actual name the sailor character Edward Scissorhands I'm just kidding sorry. <laughs> no 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 in uh Sweeney Todd like the guy no I know like, that was my joke it was, that was also Joanna and it was like oh, he okay. really looks like that character I yeah. really love that musical and then he stared at me and then I stared <gasps> at him and then he stared at me and it continued for three years and we never spoke to each other uh yeah that sounds um, about right I was just and it was just one of those like I was talking to like I was like oh I think like yeah no one ever had a crush on me in high school like I know it's fine it's whatever and I was like oh no this person and I was like wait so all of that staring like <laughs> Aha, that was real you mean the staring wasn't only in my brain like you guys saw it too <laughs> So we both, so everyone knew that we had this like weird, creepy thing going on where we should have like, we like, I wasn't harassing this person or was this person harassing me? Like, Or he could have just talked about how pretty you were behind your back. The best type of back talk. I don't believe that. (laughs) You both should have just started singing to each other. And then obviously that's, you know, that would have been how it came together. Bust into Sondheim. That's right. I'm surprised Clueless has no musicals. That's all. Right? No, it does. It does? Apparently it's a Clueless musical. Apparently it's really bad, but it exists. Oh, sad. I know. It's probably one of those ridiculous musicals. Like, what is it now on Broadway? Diana, the musical. Apparently the music is just like, the music's okay. The story, it's, I mean, Princess Diana, everybody knows it. Uh, But like, the the costume change is so cool, though. Yeah, the costume changes are pretty good. My friend who's like does the wardrobe stuff on Broadway says the costumes are really cool, but like that's about that's it. end of list. <laughs> Here's all the good parts about that play: costumes, end of yep. list. <laughs> exactly. The well, end. Especially like, with- apparently the lyrics are just ridiculous. Well, and especially with Diana the musical, especially like we've the past year and like what we've seen go down with um, Meghan Markle and like Harry. Mm-hmm. Yes, is one of those and like like everyone's reactions to um the diana season of the crown i think it's season four mm-hmm. it's just one of those maybe we should leave diana alone uh-huh yeah like she yep. just kind of yep. wanted to be left alone rest. and we her story is great but she clearly just wants to be left alone like just keep making it worse <laughs> yeah we oh my god it must be so her. bad like yeah like the paparazzi is literally it's the cause of her death I mean, oh depending on what conspiracy theories you believe. That's true. That's true. Paparazzi did they? Mm, yeah. Uh, 
this the is official the queen, story is paparazzi but yeah this is this not is a conspiracy the, podcast yeah this <laughs> is when the queen puts us on her watch list oh that'd be England, sick honestly not letting me leave i would be okay with that i feel like the queen doesn't really give a shit i feel like everybody else around her is the one who cares well i feel like if i become on prince charles's hit list then yeah. i feel like i would get on prince harry's please i want to read your list yeah, yeah i feel like yeah nope. i feel like yeah what a what a sibling mood i just want to say oh wait i'm and, with two only children okay so when you have siblings <laughs> you get super petty <laughs> oh i have I two your older only children. children i'm like oh wait you're here okay <laughs> but like that would be such a sibling move like i feel like my sister totally would do that so like kind of like looking at like ties we were talking about like harriet like i like the fact that like she is like this like goofy like she is like she's kind of dumb in some ways especially like about how like popularity in Fairy hills but i love the fact that like she's a really gifted artist yeah i like that so much i like that they gave her a personality everyone in this movie has a personality yes Uh which and like interests and yeah yeah which is like one of one of our complaints about the modern adaptation of Emma, the like twenty twenty version, the most modern one, was that nobody had a personality. Uh, it was not even really the main pretty. character. It was really pretty, and that they just stood there and looked pretty. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't so watch like, it. I, I love okay. movies that, or yeah, um, I love movies where that people have personality. I'll take campy personalities over no personality. Anyway. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Any day of the week. I also, yeah. um, never mind. <laughs> I had oh. a thought that just completely left my brain. Yeah, because also, like, you have to deal with, like, boring people on a regular basis. Oh, that's what I was going to say. It absolutely also passes the Bechdel test, which is. Yes, well. 100%. Oh, yeah. It's always nice. Mm-hmm. It's always a, a nice little bonus. Yeah, I love when that happens, especially when it unintentionally happens. Meanwhile, we have the, uh, the Mr. I think we called it the Mr. Darcy test. Te- test where mm-hmm. it's like do two men stay in a room together and do they talk about anything other than women and the answer is no because but like jane austen created that standard well that's i think that's good and i think all movies should yes. just be you know the women are the main and then there's two men that are in a room and they only talk about the women and i think that's correct yeah yeah <laughs> there that was apparently a thing where when she was like trying to kick this script around some of the male like studio heads were like there need to be less women in this and then about she was clueless? like, yeah, about Clueless. And then she was like, no. absolutely. No, then she was like, absolutely not. And then they finally found the producer who is a man, by the way. And he was like, no, the script is great. Also, Good. it's like, the what? market demographic was is teenage girls. Exactly. I know, right? Like, what? And not only that, but if you really think about it, I think teenage girls really run high schools. Like, in terms Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, no. That's, that's who operates the whole situation like the guys yeah. just kind of exist and the you know the teenage girls are like okay and this is what you're gonna do now All right, yeah like the hierarchy <laughs> and like social circles they don't exist without Mm-mm. women running it nope. I also like how Cher is like the popular girl but it like she's mostly popular because she's like not a jerk to people and she has nice things mm-hmm and like well, I kind of relate totally to that. throws the best parties. Like, are oh you yeah, kidding? she totally throws the best parties. I like kind of relate to that because I, I guess I was sort of like that in high school. Where I didn't really feel like I had a clique because I was just really friendly with like a lot of people. 
apparently but I was like just really friendly with like different groups of people like I was in the drama club and then I was in band and I was in chorus and then I was in like the honors classes so I was friendly with like a lot of people mm-hmm. so like I kind of related to that because I was like oh I have lots of friends yay like yeah I'm just not know. a it's- jerk to people that is that's probably key you know but also mm-hmm. it comes with some negative things where like hangers on where you're like I'm gonna be nice to you but you're weird leave me alone <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that was that was like my whole friend group in high school where it's just like oh, okay you're creeping me out a little bit but all right <laughs> sure you can sit next to me I guess you're creeping me out a creeping me bit. out all but right. you have no friends so maybe that'll stop once you have some friends I don't yeah. know well, I think, I guess that character for Cher would have been um, Birkenstock in the beginning, but then it turned yeah. out he was like a normal cool dude. Yeah, once he goes to like Narcotics Anonymous. I also love how all, <laughs> so those, ridiculous. Like, all those references <laughs> are like very like thinly veiled. Like when we find out, El- not Elton, uh, Christian is gay and it's like, oh yeah, like see how he's like get- ignoring all the other girls? Yeah, because he's talking to the male bartender and like yes. obviously flirting. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, see how oh, what was that? Oh, I lost my train of thought. Um, or, or like the Narcotics Anonymous thing where he's like, yeah, I'm in this new club, and they're really focused on steps and <laughs> yeah, like yeah, writing wrong. So I'm sorry about your shoes. And then she was like, what shoes? It's fine. Yeah, and then Cher was like, twelve steps, and he's like, whoa, how did you, you know? High quality. I think like. But the first time I watched it, I was actually in high school and I did not get the, like, the yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's a, it's a movie made for teenagers, but also really for adults. Like, kind of, like, how Shrek is, like, a kid's yeah. movie, but, you know, yeah. most of the jokes are only really for adults. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know what movie I watched recently that was like that? It's The Road to El Dorado. Yes. Oh, that's a classic. Yeah. So and, like, like that. Yeah. that is an example of a movie where there's a lot of things in that movie that if I were a child, I never watched it as a kid, but then I watched it with people who saw it as a kid. So they were like, oh my God, I didn't get that joke. Mm-hmm. But, like, the first time I ever watched it um, was in college as a drinking game. So, <laughs> that's honestly, a- the fact I rem- that I remember the name of the movie says a lot. I was going to say, is it like every time they say gold because you'd be blacked out within like the first <laughs> No, that was one of the rules. That was yeah, one of the rules. Like, yeah, Don was there. Yeah, that was That's one what... of the rules where it's like every time they say gold, take a sip. Every, um, Then like during that like weird oh, it was montage playing. thing, you have to just like chug. Oh yeah. my God, that is not a drinking game. That's a yeah. death sentence. Oh, it and was... like anytime the horse does anything anth- like anthropomorphic. Uh, anytime the horse doesn't sips. act like a horse. Um, yeah. And here's the thing is all of the, like the things were sips. Like, yeah, okay, that makes more would. sense. If it was we like had a good shot time. every time, yeah, that would be, that's a death sentence. Yeah, um, I, it, it was wine. So like, it, and it, it was one of best. those, like we got so drunk that we refused to talk about it for the next like <laughs> four years. Yeah, <laughs> only recently now can we talk about it? Like we were to that. And uh, it's one of those trash. just like, did you watch the road to El Dorado? And we're like, no, no, sort no. of. No, never oh, I'm always it. like, oh, Sort of. Although it's it seemed like a clip. <laughs> well, it's one of those just like you just like instantly like went silent. Like it's funny because wanna... I play like Dungeons, so I play Dungeons and Dragons, and that Dang. is the ultimate, like, oh, like this is a D D campaign movie. 
Oh, a hundred percent. Oh my God. That yes. would be an amazing D and D campaign. No, it just is one. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, two right. bards. Like, we don't Definitely, it is two bards. Holy crap. Wow. I have to rewatch that now from that perspective. I love that. That's it's a good brilliant. movie. <laughs> yeah. It's a good movie. That, it's on Amazon prime. That one. And also surprisingly enough, I would con- like, I saw a good argument for rogue one being an actually a D and D campaign. That tracks. Ooh. That's interesting too. Yeah, because there well, normally RPG like RPG for Star Wars. Yeah, well, and it would like make sense because all of like the like each character has like a specific role, and normally you do see kind of like oh, haha, Monty Python is just a D and D campaign, like true. which is well, also, that true. also true. That was yeah. 100 true. But yeah. I also just looked up a clueless drinking game if you guys are interested in the rules. Ooh. I'm a little scared. Good. All right, okay. so Cher says, "Daddy." Uh, someone uses 80s or 90s slang. I think that's too inclusive. I think it should be exclusively 90s. Just first. 90s, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, like, yeah. Uh, Cher says, as if. Um, <laughs> this one's a really good one. Cher starts a sentence with, so, okay. <laughs> I, also I feel that. called out because yeah, I do that. Do. I feel I'm like, attacked. so, okay. So, <laughs> so like, um, like. Yeah. And then let's see, someone makes a pop culture reference. Yeah, this is again, this is a death sentence, not a drinking game. Yeah. No, but this is t- drink anytime. So it's not shots, which is good. Oh, that's, that's good. That's Cher good. or Dion says something spoiled. Mm-hmm. That's oh, the right. movie. Yeah. That's the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so someone shows they <laughs> someone shows they are really bad at driving. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Cher was so bad at driving. Yeah, oh, I like her dad on the freeway. Yes, I like her dad's like good parenting move of no, you got a ticket and like you like have almost died several times or killed someone. No, you need a licensed driver. I was like, this is solid parenting right here. I also love that she just like wasn't driving. She had a permit (laughs) and she's just like, yeah, here I go driving. Gotta practice. Yeah. And he also bought her a car. Like, yeah, like, I don't know how different the 90s were as far as that goes. I'm willing to just chalk uh, it up think, to you. This was the 90s. I mean, I know it was definitely different because I've heard some stories about people being like, yeah, we got super hammered and then we drove home. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, it was funny then. I'm like, nope, You're nope. Like, no, nope, still, still not correct. Uh, but yeah, then there's Josh and Cher Bicker, and then someone makes a lawyer reference. So yeah, you'd be blackout. Yes, you, That's you'd, a- be, you'd be dead. Yep. So speaking of Josh and Cher, the one thing that's kind of weird about this movie that I feel like has not aged, that has not aged well, mm-hmm. is that Josh and Cher are like step siblings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But like from what it sounds like, they didn't really live together. I well, don't know. Okay. I think the two things why? are they their parents were only married for like five years, which is still a long time. That's yeah, but when then like, they when married each other older. That's but like then time. they met but like then they met each other like not as children and like grew up together because then it would have been like nope 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 you are my family well but if she's not. 16 five years ago she was 11 so they met yeah. each other as children like and he's mm. like 19 so he right. would have been 14 so i mean like it's not that weird to like know each other for that long i guess i think likely he probably like lived you know i i don't know just to justify it so I don't feel weird about it I'm gonna pretend that he like didn't really live with them like he would yeah. come stay for a little bit and then leave. yeah but I don't know yeah it's yeah. a weird it's a weird part of it 
Well, I'm yeah, guessing that didn't happen in Emma. I, uh, um, in Emma. Well, in Emma, I mean, there's the like the bigger age gap, but like, uh, he's the in-law. He's the, her like, sister's husband's brother. Yeah, so it's her brother-in-law. So it's like a okay. little less weird. Slightly less, kind of weird still, but slightly less weird. It, it's kind of weird because it's like, we're family, but like, we're not related. My sister so. bangs your brother. Would you also like to? Like to bang? <laughs> See, I actually have less of an issue with that than the, the, the step-siblings. Oh, yeah, of yeah, course. It's definitely fair. less weird, but it's still yeah. a little weird. Like, it's still yeah, a little, no, like. No, it's, a, it's always a little weird, but like, I, I just have to like remind myself and be like, they're not related at all right they're not related by blood at all like and then you know i guess the difference is like hey my dad banged your mom would you also like to <laughs> would you also like to bang because that went so well so that one's like i bet they're in weirder. couples therapy i bet they're in couples therapy trying to work through that and the like, characters that, at least well, yeah in- the characters are just like so like they're just in couples therapy and they're like I can't get over the fact that our parents banged. Yeah. And it would be weirder if they had like a sibling, like a common sibling. Like that would be really weird. Like I have. I think that, no, no, that was like, that's like a thing in, what is it? Riverdale. Where, because apparently the writer of Riverdale has like this whole thing where it's like, they're like distant, really related cousins. Guys, don't keep bloodlines a secret is the the moral of the story in Riverdale don't have secret cousins or secret siblings and then not tell your family members because otherwise they end up having kids together yeah that happened anyway uh, yeah so like I just keep I feel like I keep justifying it to myself because I'm like at least it's not Riverdale right there's no blood relation so there's no blood relation and they met each other older kind of yes yeah (laughs) Because, I mean, like, there would be a creepiness if they were, like, step-siblings and, like, he was two and she was, like, just born. That would be the, well, that was, like, creepy. The, oh, yeah, man. that would be really creepy. I think we should find a new topic. <laughs> yes, we should. All right. So. It had to be addressed. I'm sorry. It had to it be. Had to yes, be. Absolutely. You're not no wrong. question. Yep. You're not wrong. Yep. I'm just getting real uncomfy with the whole That's sibling <laughs> Oh, then I would not recommend watching Riverdale. Anyway. It's like that, like that Disney's channel sitcom that was on for like a few years that they refused to, uh, Life with Derek. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't even know about this. You, you don't. It, it was, was like, like a Canadian fever dream, honestly. It was like a Canadian, it was like a crappy Canadian like, sitcom. Yes. Like it was and- honestly a really funny show, but like there was a lot of sexual tension between the two main step siblings. Oh. Yeah. And but like and they were living it- under the same roof, like kind yeah. of thing. Uh-oh. <laughs> and like they were both just like had like this power dynamic within the house. Because their parents got married and that, yeah, it was, like, really. So it's, like, the literal icky. version of the meme, like, stepbrother, what are you doing? What are you doing, stepbro? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh-oh. Yeah, scary. Like, oh, no. But then, like, scary. they had to take it. They basically took it off of Disney Channel because they were just like, oh, no. This is not and going in a Disney Channel direction. Especially because, like, the, uh, like the actors, like, liked the idea of shipping Derek and like Casey together like yeah I remember watching the show and I was like they would never work as a couple that is not so Raven that's all I have that is not that so Raven no that's so Disney peaked with that's so Raven and Lizzie McGuire oh no question yeah best shows I have rewatched those shows and I'm like this stands up 
Kim Possible. Also oh, Kim Possible. It's like Classic, that era. Incredible. Iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Disney animation. I, I do have to say, like, the Disney animation department right now with Owl House and Amphibia are, like, on point. Like, they're into, like, fantasy stuff like I am, but... Sometimes, like, but... I, I know what yeah. I don't know those. I don't highly recommend it's a oh it's, it's disney channel's first by bi- first bisexual care openly bisexual character and hey nice they're Yay. like two teen they're like two 11 year old girls who are like dating and it's one of those like their crushes on each other are adorable because it's just oh. oh no she's coming my face is turning red like a tomato <laughs> like oh that's so cute it's oh. really cute and meanwhile there's like magic stuff going on where it's like what's going yeah, on i here? guess Ah, uh, yes. This is a, a point of concern, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, magic? <laughs> magic is a point of concern, but more importantly, my face is turning red. That is, yeah, I would say that's the bigger point of concern. I wonder if they could use the magic to make their face not turn there red. There you go. There you go. I think there's oh. like a point where it's just like, I can do all of this, but I just can't press her. And it's like, oh, baby, <laughs> no. <laughs> I have, that's the, that's the um, high school girl. Like middle school. I have two degrees and I can't put together this furniture. (laughs) Honors. I'm I'm in not honors classes and I'm part of the national captain of the lacrosse team, but I can't. Yep, that is my Twitter bio. I have two degrees and cannot assemble furniture. That's not true. I can assemble furniture sometimes. No, I get one. I just get my friend who is an architecture major just to tell me what to do. You need an architect. architecture major to put together. Yeah, she's an architect with a master's degree in uh, historical <laughs> restoration. <laughs> I asked her how to assemble key, IKEA furniture. Oh, that's so cool. I love that for you. I really do. <laughs> I love that journey for you. <laughs> she's really great. She sounds great. I wish I, well, I do have a friend who's an architect. Uh, well, he's a, I think he's getting his master's now, but if I asked him to assemble IKEA furniture, he'd probably be like, uh, no. <laughs> No, thanks. I'm good. Oh, your friend sounds like very nice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. I love her. I once told her how I like built a chair and she got mad at me because she was just like, you could have just texted me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of our friends recently built like a chair and she sent a Snapchat of it and it was like leaning to one side. Oh my God. No. Then I went to her apartment and I saw the chair and I'm like, is this safe to sit in? She was like, yes. (laughs) So then I sat in it and a screw immediately popped out of it. I was like, I can't do this. I know. I think I know who you're talking about too. Oh no. I'm not even surprised. She's like, of course it's safe. She knows. She knows. (laughs) She knows. Yup. And I said it to her face, so I don't care. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, I feel like that makes it okay as long as you say something to someone's face. I've literally, like, said things about my friends, like, and I'm like, oh, wait, this can be, like, totally, like, gossiping or anything. Like, I've said it to, like, friends on, like, video chat before somebody shows up, and then they'll show up, and they'll just repeat what I said. Yeah. I'll be like, I, it's important to me and the rest of the friends that you know I'm not talking about you. I'm not saying anything about you that I wouldn't say to your face. Correct. It's the only way to do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Gotta so, be a good friend. I wonder if that's Cher's motto too. I don't know. <laughs> 100%. Oh my God. Can we talk about Oh no. She no, asked that, Dion, okay. am I selfish? And then Dion's like, would you tell, would you say I'm selfish? And then Dion's like, I wouldn't say that to your, your face. face. Yeah, right. 
But also Dion was just like, I'm selfish too. We like, what's, why are you worried about this? Like, I'm right. selfish too. Why are, isn't this like, known? <laughs> yeah. She's like, isn't this a thing that we already know about? Like, why are you scared oh. that you are like this? That, that's just who you are at like share. <laughs> <laughs> like Dion was at the place where she could at least admit who she was. Like she was being honest with herself. And I can respect that out of someone. Like, there's nothing worse than someone who won't admit when they're being an asshole. That girl has been to therapy. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, like, Cher, like, realizes that, like, halfway through the movie. And then she's like, all right, all right. I gotta, I gotta change things. Mm-hmm. This is not cute. This is not a good look. Mostly, but the problem, I guess my only, like, problem in the feminist frame of this movie is the mm-hmm. reason, partly, that she started to, op- like, outwardly yeah. become a better person mm-hmm. was to impress Paul Rudd's character. Yeah, and that is, that is where Emma, the book, um, like, by, um, does a lot better than this movie because in Emma, she's like, I need to make some changes and like yes the guy calls her out on it but like you know that in the moment like she says something really rude to somebody who's um in a lower class than her it's a, it's a well it's a single woman who like had did couldn't get married because she had to take care of her her mother because she was a virgin like, who couldn't drive yeah basically another yeah. virgin who couldn't drive but mm-hmm. um typical because she because she couldn't get married and back in those days that was the only way women could have money of- right she cool times um, when her parents when, when not her parents when her her sister dies she's like in a position where she's like I can't take care of your kid I have to send your kid away to other to live with other people because I financially cannot do it and she just kind of like keeps she keeps spending money without any income and so like she just keeps sinking lower and lower in classes and so Emma insults, oh is she a millennial yo you know what that's like <laughs> That's why I love this story. You just like, that was like a a turning point for me. What you just said. I'm like, is that why I'm obsessed with like what happens to Mrs. Bates, Miss Bates? Because I feel like it could happen to me. Is that what it is? Oh yeah. So like she's struggling with student loans. Yeah. Yeah. She's struggling with student loan payments and she can't like maintain a job basically (laughs) Uh, for a little modern spin on it. And yeah, so um, Emma says something really insensitive to her and the Mr. Knightley, the Paul Rudd character in Emma, I guess, for the reverse, uh, is like, that was a really, really big dick move. She has nothing and you she have has everything. Nothing, you have everything. The people you're hanging out with, they look to you to ha- on how to treat other people and you were just so mean. She's been nothing but nice to you since you were born. Damn. Oh my God, you're such a jerk. And like, he's calling her out on stuff. And then, but like, she already knew she needed to change. Okay. And she had already been making the changes. So like- That was just like a wake up call. Yeah, yeah, it was like, he was calling her out on something, but she already knew that she did right. that she had already called herself out. So what we're saying like, is Mr. Knightley has big dick energy. Yeah. Yeah. Also funny because in Emma, a lot of times when Mr. Knightley would talk to Emma, it's like Emma's in second wave feminism and he's in like third wave fem- third wave whoa, feminism whoa, a lot of times. Whoa. So like, it's really funny because they're like talking of, and she's like, well, every man thinks that a woman's just going to accept the first marriage proposal. And he's like, no, no, no. But um, we don't know who Harriet's parents are. So this marriage would probably be the best thing financially for her. Cause you don't know what class she's actually from. And she doesn't know who her parents are. Like they could be literally anyone. And it's just like, 
Oh, snap, Mr. Knightley. And it's like, uh, it's either this or end up as a governess, essentially. Like, yeah, exactly. Either oh, like, like Jane Eyre. Yeah. Yeah. I'm either like, like end up as a farmer's wife or like go work for the rest of your life which one but do you then want? she's not very smart so it's like can't really be a governess can you oh nope time for the nunnery yeah exactly <laughs> get thee to a nunnery that's Except the line there was this actually i read a book about it where there, so in Florence, Italy, during the Renaissance, there was this Medici princess. Like, so she was this like Medici woman. And she basically started a convent where they would send all of the queer. Um, it just basically became like the rich lesbian convent. Oh, I got to heard about this. Yeah, that's awesome. And so it was like, it was in like Florence, Italy. And like, there was like all of these like composers and musicians <laughs> and just these like les les rich lesbians who didn't want to marry and decided to become men instead like, that's how you do honestly iconic. like uh, incredible good for them i support them fully really absolutely brilliant work and yeah. everyone knew about it like it was yeah. just accepted it was just like yeah hey money talks man it, it really does and you don't gotta have a lot of kids when you know you're rich because you don't have a farm to take care of so you can do whatever you want you don't have to get married to a man you can go exactly. do whatever you want. Well, yeah, especially if you're, well, if you're like the second or third daughter, who cares? Yeah, exactly. If you're the first daughter, then you're, yep. you're screwed. But if you're the yeah, second yeah. or third daughter, you'd be like, bye. Yeah. I mean, that comes up in Bridgerton, I think, where like second, the second son gets to have, have the most fun. fun. Yeah. I actually just read um like a little cozy mystery novel oh, nice. and it was all about like, you know, these people on a manor and all that kind of stuff. But this was probably I think it was 1920s and even then because you know British law that was how it was and like the the father was murdered then the son was murdered so oh my the God. cousin had to take over and he's like but of I'm course. the cousin like I'm not su- I'm supposed to be allowed to just like do whatever I want <laughs> sucks to suck buddy sucks to be you man we sucks just be you, got murdered <laughs> yep that That's- must be so stressful just to like be worried of what if my family gets murdered and I have to take over the farm yeah. That must have been really stressful. That. I really do not want that pressure on my on me. That like, is so much pressure, just like to begin with, and then like in the story, like to find out, like, oh my god, this was a valid concern the entire time. Yep. And you never know when people were gonna just drop those days. I mean, I guess yep. technically same today, but not in the yep. same way. Exactly. You know, they, it could be like, "Oops, you pooped yourself to death," and now I have the plague. <laughs> now I'm in charge. Except that was actually like the leading death in soldiers was dysentery, which is literally putting yourself to death. Yeah. yeah. Miserable. Horrible. (laughs) But, you know, surprise, now you're in charge because they ate something that wasn't good for me. Yeah. Someone someone didn't wash their lettuce well enough. So now I have E. coli. (laughs) And now I'm dead. (laughs) Oh, it's like, what, what was that? Oh, yeah, it was like, Ye black, ye mirror black, the college humor sketch where it's just like, oh no, I read a book and it opened the gateway to hell. Oh no, I used a plow instead of uh like digging by hand, and now I have the plague. (laughs) It's like, yeah, I feel like that's just how when you read a text, reading a history book is basically like how many different ways could people die back then? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's like just wash your hands. Well. Okay, so I'm getting really off topic, but it's still, well, wait, is Emma in the Victorian era? 
kind of. It's she like is in Edwardian or Regency. Oh, she's Edwardian. Okay. Yeah. Well, or is- about to be Edwardian, I think. Mm-hmm. No, she's not Edwardian. She is. She's what's considered Regency, which was when oh, King George went yep. crazy. Yeah. King George the Third, baby. Um, number yeah. three. But yeah, I'm, I don't know if you know about like Edgar Allan Poe's death and stuff, but one of the theories, and this is because it's just like weird stuff that happened then that just, mm-hmm. you know, this is just yeah. what happened. Um, so Edgar Allan Poe was like found dead, basic or almost dead outside of a pub and he wasn't really a drinker. And so what they used to do is pubs would be polling places mm-hmm. and then you could get a free beer, you know, like, hey, thanks for voting, uh, the free beer. Why don't they do that now? I so much more convenient we need to just redo all the the voting bars are no that's how you get that's how you get like 30 somethings to vote like because honestly let's be real most people like like 18 to 20 18 to 29 right now really want to vote and like the 30 to 40 some 45 somethings are like like, they don't care about voting like yeah like i gave up a while ago but basically my whole point is one of the theories is that there were these people that kind of kidnapped him and they would change his clothes. So then he would have to go in and vote multiple times in different clothes under different Uh, names. And so that was how he died is because he died of alcohol poisoning because they made him drink the beer every time. uh, Yeah, of course. (laughs) It's like, that was your, I voted sticker. It was a beer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you died because you voted too much. (laughs) That was another (laughs) way to die. (laughs) Oh my God. That's amazing. Oh man, I'm glad Cher didn't die. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very glad that she she was good the whole time. While they were at the party, I'm like, am I remembering this correctly? Like, do they party too hard? How does how does Ty get hurt? And then like the shoe comes flying. It's so funny because that is like the quintessential like high school party that I never experienced. Like, yeah, I feel like I experienced it once because of like the the after party for like the show the school musical or whatever like somebody would always throw it at their house and then there were a bunch of parents who were like it's okay if you drink but like I'd rather you do it under my roof than do it in the woods or whatever where you could get hurt or like somebody could just leave you wandering in the woods while you're a drunk teenager so there would always be like drinks there and stuff or like somebody would like go up to their bedroom and then all of a sudden smell like tequila yeah I went to like I went to one. two parties like that. I went to one yeah. high school party, one, and I was there and it, I was with a bunch of people who were in this like organization of for athletes to like mm-hmm. tell kids not to drink and don't do drugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And of course, I saw them all like getting absolutely hammered. And I was like, yeah. hey, you guys, you said you wouldn't <laughs> do that. And they were like, hey, Kelly, shut up, you loser. <laughs> oh. I was like, you're right <laughs> that's the the um the high school so the after musical parties which were the only ones I was ever invited yeah, those to were the only because ones it was a requirement for the party that you had to invite the entire cast yeah. uh, was they were like run usually by this like strict like Italian American family and like these mm-hmm. girls like like they were very very strict parents mm-hmm. so it was just like you're allowed to do Disney karaoke and we and like the drama kids oh, that I was I was like this fun. sounds great like <laughs> That sounds like so much fun. I kind of wish that that had been my experience at those parties because like but that just sounds so dorky and fun. I love that. 
Imagine drunk Disney karaoke, though. No, I'm just kidding. Ooh, that's true. That's true. I mean, Kelly and I would just go to karaoke once. I found the videos from that on my phone, and I was like, oh, my God, so fun. It was so much fun, and we said it's so good. Oh, yeah. No, that was so fun. We were throwing harmonies in there. We were. It was great. So that's so what's even better is my favorite bar in the city, which is Marie's Crisis over in Soho. Oh, I need to go there. Never yeah, you do. I've been saying that for four years. I know, <laughs> like, I know. It's yeah, it's, it's a, all the way in Soho. It's, so it's a mu- <laughs> it's a musical theater bar. Yes. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, that's like it's, yeah, it's a musical, it's a musical theater piano bar where there's just a pianist and you just everyone sings a lawn and belts. So oh wait, that sounds so fun. Oh yeah. Yes. Next is, time is it, it's like karaoke part two. and stardust. Like or whatever, Ellen's. No, except you. You're singing too. Like, yeah. It's like every like. It's like no food, cheap drinks. Like no food. I'm not good. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally. There's no food. (laughs) There's a ramen place next door. It's great. Like that works. Yeah. Yeah. As long as I have somewhere to go. (laughs) As long as I can get food. I'm a I'm a girl that needs her snacks. All right. Yeah. That's honestly though. That's how you throw the best parties. Is your party has booze and snacks. Yeah. Welcome to the part of the podcast where Colleen randomly gives. I was trying to explain to my partner, like they have, they have severe food allergies. So like the concept Mm -hmm. of snacking is a very not great. Dangerous game. Concept for them. It's just like, I think it was like, you're you're like family parties. They just have snacks. I'm like, yeah, what's wrong? Yeah. What's wrong with that? And they were like, what what about like a proper dinner? And I was like, you eat your dinner in different snacks. That's right. (laughs) You can, if you think you can't get full on pretzels slash chips slash popcorn slash dips. Mm -hmm. Well, no, you're not partying. Oh my God. I found these like, you know, that little cheesy bread at like Brazilian restaurants. No, I found like, okay, well, it's really I'm not very cultured. All right. Well, no, it's like, okay. It's like kind of like a better version of those cheddar bay biscuits at Red Lobster. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. So it's like that, but better. Anyway, so I was like, we were planning a party. I was looking up like frozen foods and I'm like, oh, frozen spade of And then I found like frozen cheesy bread, Brazilian cheesy bread. And I was like, oh, yeah. And the angels sang the heavens. Yeah, the angels sang and they actually tasted really good. I feel like it's always a gamble when you get the frozen ones. It's true. But it it's like really that good. and like frozen dumplings too. Like, yeah. Yeah. Frozen pizza is also like a, a gamble. I don't even trust frozen pizza on any level. Like, no. if I'm going to get frozen pizza, I just expect that it will not be good. Yeah, like, if I'm well, going to get frozen pizza, I might as well just order pizza and put it in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's what I, that's my frozen pizza is, um, yes. I, like, I order a whole pizza for myself, and then I put half the pizza in the freezer. There exactly, go. and yep. it heats up perfectly. Boom. Welcome to New York, ladies and gentlemen. This Welcome, is how yeah. You heat up? Yeah. <laughs> this you is how the- you live. You put the pizza in the you put the frozen pizza in the microwave for one minute and then you toast it in the toaster oven. Mm-hmm. Oh, Which I don't is- even put it in the microwave, but that's an interesting twist on that. Because because yeah. well that well that's also what I do with bagels because frozen well I bag- do that with bagels too. Oh, yeah, bagels freeze really well. They bagels freeze really well. Like- the trick though is you have to microwave them first to get them rehydrated. Yes, and then yes. you toast them. But you can't toast them if they're uncut because then they're not chewy. You have to toast them. Well, before you've cut into them. Oh, that's interesting. I don't do that. I cut them first and and toast them that way. I do microwave for nine seconds, cut them up. I know this is fascinating podcast talk. <laughs> um, 
No, like we, like non-New Yorkers need to know how how to properly eat a bagel. Yeah, they Correct. Do. They do. It's true. Way. And this way, they can bulk buy the bagels and then yes, just bring them by the bagels. Yeah. My uncle just did that. Yeah, he was just yeah. here. And he bought, I think, two dozen bagels and brought them home in his suitcase back to Idaho. Only Amazing. way to do it. I love that it's in his suitcase. It's not like in a separate bag. No, no, it's in the suit that is a carry-on item and if the whole plane <laughs> smells like everything bagels you're welcome you did it that's well true. that's no. true although that's true everyone will thank you <laughs> when like my partner's parents like get bagels because they'll just get the everything again just like for the food allergy what sometimes i'll do and i know this is a little sacrilegious i'll take normal cream cheese and i'll put the everything but the bagel seasoning on the plain that's bagel right Listen, that's a choice but that's gotta- also if someone else gets me a bagel because if right. I'm getting myself a bagel, then I'm getting everything. Or and if they have egg everything, then I'm getting egg everything because egg bagels are better bagels. <laughs> oh, they oh. really are. Like it's egg bagels are what they bagels. are. Yeah. Yeah. Although it depends, you know, if I want like a nice, if I want a little butter on my bagel, I go for the sesame or the plain. I don't know why. I feel like those are really the, you know, mm-hmm. superior. Those are the butter, best ones. Yeah. If you're going for cream cheese. Yeah. Different story. Yeah, well, I once, there's this place near my sister's, near my sister's house that has a cinnamon sugar bagel. <sighs> Ooh, I've had the, like, the not cinnamon raisin, cinnamon sugar. Cinnamon raisin no, is no. also good, but the cinnamon sugar is like the Annie Ann's ones. Ooh, yeah. that's true. And it's one of those, like, you don't get that with cream cheese. You only get it with butter. Like, correct. only with butter. Mm-hmm. Or like a sweet cream cheese. Mm. But like, even then, maybe not. I think that ruins it. I think that, ru- you know, you want to have that's that, like, true. kind of that's a little true. bit of salty, that, like, have drippiness in it. Like, yeah. you got to balance it. <laughs> I just like mm-hmm. moved my fingers like Mr. Burns about that. That's what, that was very concerning on a personal level. <laughs> that was amazing. Well, no, you need to discuss the like the good like. I think it's I think what I like it was either like my partner's parents or maybe my partner said something about like the ultimate like like New York New Jersey lot like Jewish experience mm-hmm. is like your family gets bagels every single, like bagels and schmear every single Sunday to freeze half of it for the rest of the week. And then the next week you just get a new dose of bagels and schmear. And it happens every Sunday until your freezer is just bagels that no one's ever going to eat. Yes. And I hate to say this, but I, I feel my family has, you know, culturally appropriated that and done. Yes. Exactly that. Oh, that's just a New York, New Jersey thing. Like if you're like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah. My family does that too absolutely it's the only way to do it and you have to obviously go to a jewish bagel place because of course because they make the the best thing to do they make the best bagels yeah there's no question that's just what it is yeah yeah there's no fighting that (laughs) yeah there's this one really good bagel place near here and like one one of my friends she doesn't obviously doesn't live in new york and like whenever she drives down to visit she'll like crash at my place and then We'll get it. And then like, at one point, like I have to get her bagels. So like one day she was like leaving early in the morning. I literally got up at like, I forget what time it was like seven o'clock, which on a Sunday is like a big deal. And I like, (laughs) I was like, like, no, I was like, I could totally lie and say it was 4am, but I'm not getting up before (laughs) I am. No, uh, but like it was seven o'clock on a Sunday. So I feel like that might as well be 4am on a weekday. Uh, but yeah, and I was like, I got to make sure I beat the line at the bagel place. And then I didn't because it's a really popular bagel place. So I was like, okay, grab also, it is. I was going to say, it's also 7 a.m. on a Sunday. You're not beating that line. No. I know. Oh my God. Like this place is so popular. You're better off just ordering online mm-hmm. and having them deliver it to you than waiting in the line, even though the line goes pretty quickly. That's fair. Well, no, because yeah. it's it's like the soup Nazi thing. Like, yes. Oh my God. I've had the soup from the, the soup Nazi place, the original soup kitchen pretty good mm-hmm. it's delicious it's really good 
Is it worth the hype? Yes. There's a reason it was on Seinfeld. Do you remember that designer that like that, like one company that made yoga dress pants? Oh yeah. They still have, there's still a couple of them around. So I actually like, I got these from this app thread up, which is like a thrift app. So I saw these like Navy, like high-waisted sailor pants that I thought like, oh, those are cute work pants. Sure. I'll get them. They came in their yoga dress pants. (laughs) Just dream accident like that's yeah. the perfect mistake but it's not a mistake it's just divine intervention yeah. yeah so the only thing is like one of the buttons is loose so I just have to like tie it back up like but it's just one of those like oh this is fine like this is not what I was expecting but I'll take it like yep yep perfect I I've been meaning to I had thread up I love thread up I just like I've yet to buy anything because I like Every time I'm about to pull the like trigger on it and be like, all right, I'm going to buy this. I'm like, I don't really need that right now. I always do that. <laughs> Thread up is like the most hit or miss thing I have ever had. I'm not going to yes. lie. That tracks. It is like right. a true thrift shop. And the fact that like some of it is absolute crap that like, although it is nice because it's not like other thread app. It's not a th- thrifting apps where like Depop is just like crap that is like over expensive. Like Thread up, oh. the prices are actually pretty decent. No, they make sense. At least they're reasonable. They're not like you're charging yeah. me what for this? Like, oh my god! You know what's a fun game to play is you go on the Bloomingdale's website or no, not Bloomingdale's, Saks Fifth Avenue, because like through our we got like a credit we random credit card perk that was like, oh, we'll give you cash back if you order from Saks Fifth Avenue, like fifty dollars cash back. So I'm like, oh, so if I just spend fifty dollars, I get shoes for free. But then you go on Saks Fifth Avenue's uh, website and then you quickly find out that um, everything is insanely expensive. Oh, yeah. I think Mm -hmm. my cousin got me something from Neiman Marcus, but like it didn't for whatever reason, it didn't really like work out. And I just Mm -hmm. and also I don't think I had ever stepped foot in Neiman Marcus besides to like walk through it to get to other stores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah, and so I was in. I returned the thing to Neiman Marcus, and it happened to only be like twenty five dollars or something. And I'm like, all right, well, let's see what I can like put this towards. And there was nothing that nothing, it would make nothing. a dent in. Like yeah. it would not make a dent in anything in that store. I was like, yeah. Well, well that's then, like- but then I played. Uh, what was it? We played. Guess how much this stupid thing is. Yeah. <laughs> Where it was like a shoe, it was like a sock that had like a shoe sole on it. And it looked so dumb. It looked so bad. And people were like, I don't know, 500? Higher. Higher? 600? Higher. Some people are paying like $1,000 for crap. Well, that's like Tiffany's makes a fake paper cup and a a paper clip that's like $400. Why though? Like what? Because it's Tiffany's and it can do it. And they can do they that. can do it, but does anyone buy it? It's like when somebody puts do. like a VHS, a Disney VHS on eBay, and they're like, "This can go for a thousand dollars." It's like, yes, it can, but is anyone buying it for that much? The only ones, actually, my I have a friend who like they're dating. Like they, my friend got his girlfriend a VHS player for Christmas because mm-hmm. she saved all of her Christmas claymation. VHSs and like that's the only way she can watch them that's cute but now they go to thrift stores and look for bad VHS movies and they have bad movie night sounds so cute that's such a great idea yeah my friends and I do bad movie night too though which but not with VHSs I like the vintage part 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, paperclip bookmark. It is $225 Wait. on Tiffany's.com. That's totally one of those things. Cause that also used to be like a staple. And I feel like clueless kind of tied this in because where it was like, Oh, like 25, like, like I want to carry around the Tiffany bag. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause there's one girl at like the donations thing when Cher decides she wants to be a good person. And like, there's somebody with a Tiffany bag just there. And it's like, Tiffany. but that's not, it's not really made of paper though. Is it bone China paper cups? Okay. There we go. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Bone China. What the hell? paper cup? Yep. Mm-hmm. $150 for one cup. Or is it for two? It has two in the picture. Oh, you may yeah. actually get two. I don't know if that makes it better or worse. I don't know. <laughs> nope. Says set of two. It does say set of two. There you go. Because otherwise it'd be unreasonable. Right. <laughs> I feel like this conversation is what Jane Austen would have wanted. She would have wanted people to just make fun of rich people. Also, there's like a bocce set and it's like, it's a $3,000 bocce set. I would be terrified to throw them. Like, yeah. Like what? Bye. Oh, there is a not really for playing, right? I get. I, I assume no. Unless you're like a Vanderbilt, I guess. Like, yeah. So Anderson like, Cooper, but I feel like that came up on Gilmore Girls where, nice. when Emily was like buying a bunch of antiques, and her husband is just like, "Isn't it nice to live in a house full of furniture we can't sit in?" Like, <laughs> yep. Yes, Richard, you are correct. Yep. <laughs> I just get annoyed when I hear about things that are ridiculously expensive because you know someone somewhere is buying it at that price. Share, literally share. <laughs> uh yeah. Thank God she has some some sense. Talk and also her. a rich dad to cover her. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like Daddy. her dad would have been like absolutely Daddy? not. No, no, no. Her her dad seemed to got like. Well, I, mean, I think he. he he let the leash go a little far, but he wasn't afraid to like rein it in and be like, well, no, no, th- no, this is insane. Right. Well, my thinking is what she would do is go to the mall, buy it at, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. Whatever and not, they, not even look at the price and then he'd no. be like, return right. this. Yeah. He'd be like this. I see this charge on the credit card. What is this for? And she'd be like, oh, look how cute these little paper cups are. And he's like, paper cups, paper what? cups, paper like- cups. Yeah. Like he had some solid yeah. parenting going on. He wasn't like one of those dads who just like spoils his kid. Yeah, which was nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was nice. That was very refreshing to see. Get out of my seat. All right. Yep. In conclusion, get out of my seat. Please watch. I Clueless. need to make over my soul. <laughs> Clueless is a wild ride, and you I should watch Clueless. it. And if you this like Jane Austen, great. you definitely will like Clueless. I feel like Jane Austen would totally approve of Clueless. Thank you for tuning in to Austen in the A Train. Yes. All right. Oh wait, who is the most Clueless character? Sharon. <laughs> it's always me. Yeah, it's Cher. It has to be Cher. Yeah. Or you could argue Travis, uh, Travis Birkenstock, really. Oh, Travis. But Cher did get a clue at the end. That's true. That's true. Travis, however, still not fully with it. Poor kid. And Ty is just rolling with the homies. homies. She has such a good voice, too. Yeah, Brittany Murphy, RIP. All right. Creepiest creep award. I feel like it's always Elton. Yeah, it's Elton. He was gross. He was. He was that douche from high school who wrote a song and left a girl to get mugged. Yep. Yeah, that was also like the weirdest that. part. Is like, especially because like, like it would be one of those like immediately like, oh, she has money, I can rob her very easily. Like, yeah. Yep. And she seems a little <laughs> clueless. Yeah. Oh, mic drop. The end. Got him. Who is the most annoying character? Probably I don't know. Christian. I, yeah, I guess Christian Chris, was pretty annoying. Yeah, I don't know because all of them like that were supposed to be annoying. I kind of liked because of they were annoying. I liked so like I liked them as a character, 
but if I met them in real life, I'd want to punch a wall. I think the only way Christian was annoying was just when he was talking to the dad. Yeah, and it was like, you're talking to someone's father. Yeah, but everything else he was kind of cool. So I was like, all right, I yeah. actually really like this guy. But then he was like, you know, yeah, I pick her. I'll pick her up and take her out. And it's like, all right, bro. <laughs> all right, bro. We're not yeah. friends. Chill. All right. Yep. Anything else? Uh... Uh, follow us on Instagram and the Twitter. And we have a Patreon. So sign up for it because money is nice. Also, well, I feel like also, that's the okay. moral of Clueless. Money All is right. nice. Okay. Realistically, we're not just asking for money to line our pockets. We are asking yes, for no. money to help maintain the costs that include um, the programs that we use to help maintain good quality audio, as well as get mm-hmm. them out to you and maybe compensate our editor who does such a lovely job, especially yes. on this episode. Thank you so much. Please we keep doing you, this. Denise. We love you. We love um, you. Sorry. So if you're considering a p- Patreon, it's not just to like, help us buy paper cups from tiffany it is really to actually yeah. help sustain this podcast so thank but you how hilarious much. would that be <laughs> um i i am gonna put a blanket I'm gonna statement out there money. that i i'm gonna measure to all money that. in terms of tiffany paper cups i i i am a, i'm this making is a, a order of a I, ref- <laughs> I refuse to do that so no i'm not actually gonna do it but like how funny would that be Patreon subs just go. No, never mind. I do not no. want. To, I do not want that audio clip <laughs> taken delete, out of context. Just delete your Patreon now. Yeah, yeah just delete it now. So we had it. So we had a Patreon, and then uh, we, we had decided. a Patreon, and then Dawn didn't know if I was gonna do it for the meme. <laughs> <laughs> the end. All right. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. All right. <laughs> Thanks for coming. See you next time.